Welcome to the English Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favorite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Ed Rossiter, the founder and co-CEO of Phoenix. How are you doing, Head? Hi, Ronald. Great to be here. Thanks a million for the invite. No problem. Now, today we're going to be talking mainly about basically tech trends. So tell me a, 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 a bit more about what you're seeing in the, in the workplace because I know what you guys are agents for the tech industry more or less. Yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting few years, I think, for, for every industry. Um, obviously, some more affected than others due to COVID. Um, and um, I think for, for the vast majority of, of our clients, once they've figured out how to work from home effectively, um, it became uh, uh, business as usual, or as usual as, as, it, as it could be uh, during, during COVID. So since then, I guess you, you have a, a period of re-entering into the world again, which from a, a workforce perspective uh, still remains quite flexible and, and, and hybrid or, or fully remote. Uh, and obviously you have uh, employers um, slowly but surely maybe getting people back to the office as we did before COVID. And I guess also as well, you, you're trying to figure out which jobs work best for long-term remote working and which don't. Absolutely. I think, look, remote working isn't something that's that's new um, to, to the world. I think it certainly accelerated um, remote working into areas that maybe typically were more office-bound. Um, you know, from a tech perspective, developers, coders, engineers have for the most part, been either flexible or, or remote in a lot of cases for a number of years now. Um, that's stretched into maybe other areas within the tech sector, you know, from your accounting teams to legal risk compliance also, uh, and sales, which is an interesting one, I think, for, for commercial teams to be operating independently almost uh, and remotely. Um, it's probably against what you'd consider a sales team to be, very collaborative, yeah. uh, solution-orientated, you know, building a, a high-energy culture, being around each other and, you know, experiencing the, the highs and lows in, in person. So that's probably been the, the, the big interesting space for, for us. Um, and we have done quite a lot of work on, on, on that with clients. Um, you're starting to see maybe some companies reintegrate their go-to-market teams or sales and marketing teams maybe back to the office up to some degree. But then on the other hand, you also have... Um, companies that are happy to, to be fully remote and have that as a um, an offering for, for every employee that's that's joining. You know, I'm thinking of, of cost of living. Because the petrol's got in price and rents are increasing so much, people are going back back home to where their parents are or where they're, where they're from. And because of that, they're, they're actually thinking, well, if you can work remotely from home, why can't we do that? And saving them money as well. Uh, absolutely. I think, you know, from outside of it being a... a, a difficult and, and tragic period in, in a lot of ways, you know, COVID did teach a lot of businesses and, and, and employers and employees that, you know, you can work effectively uh, from home, uh, obviously at that particular point in time is because they had to, um, coming out of, of that, you know, the return to office, if you want to call it that, is still in its infancy, I would say, and, and businesses probably a little bit hesitant to, to make a call one way or another. Um, hybrid is, is where a lot of businesses are, are settling. But yeah, you're right, I guess a lot of people um, 
if you want to call it, decentralized from, from Dublin and, and got out of uh, areas that was very high cost of living and maybe moved back to the regions to um, have a bit more affordability uh, in buying houses or, or just general cost of living. Now, I guess, given the last few months and, and the cost of, of living and, and even petrol, diesel and, and um, prices like that, you know, it, remote working is is um, almost necessary. You know, I think some people that are um, maybe living in the regions are happy to be in Dublin, um, jump on a train for a couple of hours. I do it every week for, for a day here and there. But, you know, I don't see remote working being um, um, disbanded because we're moving back to the office. And I guess because we've got widespread broadband availability in Ireland, it's not going to be an issue. No, it shouldn't be. I think there's definitely some parts of Ireland that would disagree with that, yeah. but um, for the most part, it's it's certainly not bad. Um, I think what we've we've probably discovered um, in the past um, six months, maybe as we've moved back uh, to to a more open um, environment, you have office-based um, interactions being more collaborative. So there, when your team are meeting up every month or every week, um, and using it as that kind of problem-solving, um, brainstorming-type um, situation where obviously that's very, very hard to, to replicate from a remote perspective. Now getting back to uh, about recruitment, what areas have you seen have been the, are the ones that people are looking for the most in, in, the, te- in the tech industry? Um, I, I think tech in general, you will always have a very, very high demand for uh, obviously the more technical yeah. focus roles like your developers and engineers. Um, an area, I guess, once once people were, were developing the products and, and bringing it to market, um, Ireland's become a, a very, very strong um, talent pool for go-to-market specialists that can be your um, business developers to your, obviously, your account executives to customer success account managers and even marketing, yeah. uh, specifically within tech. Um, and all of that, I guess, is, is perhaps spawned out of, you know, the top blue chip tech companies that have been established here for, for quite a while um, that mixed with I guess quite a, a, a jump in, in Irish entrepreneurialism is, is, is great to see um, as well you have a lot of Irish brands now becoming unicorns and taking on the world from Ireland you also have you know up until maybe three four months ago a, a wash of venture capital funding coming into Ireland um, for, for startups with good concepts and good products to bring to market and um, so I think there'll always be a demand for, for the technical roles within tech. Yeah. Um, and there's probably never going to be enough talent to, to upkeep of the demand there. Um, but from a, a go-to-market and sales perspective, you know, Ireland has become a, a hotbed of um, good talent in, in that space as well within tech. Well, I guess we're looking because of where we're based and because English is our main language, we're easily adapted to become the immediate boards of companies like, like Meta and Apple and Google and other companies. So because of that, that helps us. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, obviously Brexit had its advantages for, for Ireland yeah. within the financial space, but, you know, a lot of UK-based businesses uh, took outside of financial services took it as an opportunity to, um, you know, set up a, an EMEA HQ or, or an EMEA-focused office here in, in Ireland, and that stretches far past tech, you know. There's a lot of international law firms and advisory firms that have set up since then out of London uh, and have moved operations or set up new operations in, in Ireland um, to counteract any loss of business in, in London. Um, we are obviously the only English-speaking country within the EU now, which is um, a, a big positive, but 
you know, Ireland has become a, um, a great place for, for multilingual skills as well. So um, international talent is, is huge. That has become, uh, I guess, a little bit more difficult to uh, even retain within Ireland, given the fact that remote working now allows you to, to work anywhere in the world. So we have seen, a, I won't say an exodus, but certainly a, um, a lot of the, the talent with multilingual skills moving back to their home countries and working uh, still remaining to work for, for Irish-based EMEA-focused yeah. uh, companies. And for me, the good thing is, because of where we're based, getting to America is an issue, because you can now uh, do your pre-clearance boarding at Dublin Airport, which is a boon as well. Yes, once you get past the six-hour queues, yeah. um, I think you <laughs> But that's improving by all accounts. I, I'm lucky, I, I live in Limerick for the past um, uh, 12 months or so. Uh, previously, was in, in Dublin for five or six years, but uh, I, I travel quite a bit to the US and, and, and to London to our office there, and Shannon is a, a real godsend, and now that it's back open and, and, and operating, there's certainly no long queues um, yeah. that you would see maybe in Dublin, but you know, Ireland's always been accessible uh, for, for international travel. Yeah, I guess basically with the pandemic, things really changed with, with travel, etc., and when that was the case, people more have said, well, if you can't travel anywhere, we've got to get up to speed with Zoom and other tools to help us do this, which is a boon, which kind of helped as well. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I don't think video conferencing is, is, is a new radical uh, product. You know, it's been around for a long time, but it's certainly more uh, prominent now and, and became uh, very much a necessity for, for any business or any individual to work effectively, you know. So um, you've seen the, 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 the huge growth in, in Zoom and obviously uh, we've actually used Google Hangouts and yeah. that's a very good platform as well. But, you know, teams have all come about and, and been developed and... Um, They've, um, they've certainly become a, a real, real uh, requirement for, for every business nowadays. Because four years ago, I was using Zoom, but never, not everyone knew who Zoom was, because Zoom wasn't, wasn't, was only a thing techies kind of used. No one really knew about it. It was hidden secrets. And then when the pandemic came, yeah. everyone was going towards using Zoom now. I'm thinking, if only I had bought shares on Zoom, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a funny one. No one really talks about Skype anymore, which is the, the, the original. Yeah. Um, it's... Um, um, it's certainly uh, a, a high growth area over the last kind of two three years. That's for sure. Yeah, I used to use Skype quite a lot because when I was doing podcasts previously to the pandemic, I would interview remotely people who are based elsewhere in the world, and they might be I would contact them via that, via phone number. So I'd use Zoom or use Skype to do that. And then when the pandemic hit, everyone was remote working. I thought, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go with go with Skype. It's a lot easier. And it was free at that point, but obviously it's free now to certain. It wasn't free as it was then, but now it's they've changed the terms a bit. But I don't, I don't mind that. But when we're using that, this is a great. And then suddenly Microsoft are announcing that uh, that uh, Skype is going to be gone soon and replaced by Teams properly. So yes, yeah, yeah, and replaced it pretty effectively as well. I would say that's for sure. The only thing for me is I find issues with the uh, with the with the Teams app itself. I find it easier to use Teams online. Yeah, and, and look, I think everyone has a, maybe a preference or one that they're most used to. Sometimes uh, Google Hangouts uh, can cause issues as well for people that, that don't have it, but I think more or less they're all pretty similar and easy, easy enough to use. Yeah, well, once you know, because like, I've been using, I'd use uh, Meetups now and again, Teams, sorry, Teams now and again, and uh, whenever I use it, I knew it was a problem, but I keep forgetting what it was because I don't use that often. The last time I was using it, I realised, because I'm on a Mac, the app for the Mac doesn't work as well as it should do. 
So I said, okay, fine. So I'll go on uh, on and do it online. And online works great. I'm from, I'm like, I can go into it, but I, I won't hear people. They, they can't, I can't hear them. They, they can hear me like, I can't hear them. They can, okay, it's fine. But when I use the uh, online version, web version, it, it works fine. So now we have, now I'm using that where to go. But, I mean, yeah. it work, a lot of that works fine. They've all got, every, every product you use has got their good side and bad side. As long as you know to use it properly, you're good to go. Absolutely. I can't afford to go and just, just pick out so-and-so and bitch about that's not good, that's not good, because every product is good. They've got their own use, and depends on how, how you use it as well. Yeah, look, I think similar to every tech product, right? It's always improving. Um, and uh, the first the first version is, is never the final one. So, no. um, The first version is the, is the version that you uh, get introduced to it, and you know there's going to be bugs, because exactly. there always is bugs. I've never seen the first version product come out and look and, and, and be amazing. I always find that, that there's faults. And maybe the faults is, oh, it didn't include that, it didn't, didn't include that. And then you're thinking, okay, maybe in future they'll include this picture that we want. And then they tend to, tend to do that. But in doing so, you always find other things pop up. Like maybe there's a slight bug now and again that, oh, the bug is that if you type text on the screen, it won't appear. Something like that, which is, mightn't be that important to you, but something else is, and then that's fixed. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I just get used to it. For sure. In the tech world, nothing's perfect. Everything's going to have have its ups and downs. Absolutely. And Same as everywhere else. Yeah, and I'm sure you've seen that in the past, like, two, three years of pandemic, you've seen the ups and downs of, 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 of stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, from from even our own perspective, you know, it was certainly uh, for a small period of time quite a worrying uh, period when, you know, I even remember when they announced that the schools were closing, whatever it was, the 14th of yeah. March, and um, it, um, not that it didn't seem like it was going to be an extended period of time, but but, but it really didn't seem like it was going to be anywhere near what we we, uh, we got in the end, right? And, you know, it's still around, you know, it's probably not as, as prominent or, 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 or destructive from a, a work perspective, um, but it's certainly uh, still around. Um, the last two or three years have been disruptive, you know, in many, many different ways, and obviously coming out of a pandem- pandemic uh, and straight into uh, a European war, uh, it, it certainly wasn't expected either, and that's had its uh, impact as well across business. Yeah, because I can see if, the, if there is fuel shortages in the future with gas and all that, you're going to find more people working working from home, and then they're going to find working from home, they're going to have more costs with their fuel, with the heating and all that, so it's got its ups and downs. Uh, absolutely, and I think now more than ever, you know, flexible working is is important. Um, it's certainly very, very high, if not number one or, or number two in the list of priorities for, for candidates um, seeking a new role. Yeah. I think that's, um, um, it's almost a, a given now, you know, whereas pr- previously it would have been a real, real benefit and a selling point. It's, um, it's pretty much a standard operating procedure now at this stage. It's expected and certainly not viewed as a, a, a benefit. Um, the danger with, with, with that is you, you've seen bigger, um, maybe more old school brands and industries take a, a harder line on, on returning to the office, you know, for, for the most part or even yeah. for five days a week. And, you know, they've very quickly become the, the, the baddies in, in, the, in the new world. So uh, certainly not doing themselves any favours from a well, branding perspective. Well, I've seen in the past when you're looking for a corporate company, people always look for, is there a good canteen or is there someone nearby you can go and get lunch? And nowadays, what I've seen, a lot of places you used to go for lunch have now gone or changed their opening hours or changed their means completely. And it's kind of 
Mm. You're saying it's impacted badly on them as well. Yeah, I think, look, there's, again, living, I'm living in a, a suburb called Castle Troy in, in, in Limerick, and there's never been so many restaurants, cafes, um, takeaways uh, around locally because people weren't obviously moving moving towards yeah. town uh, during, during the lockdown periods. Um, but, you know, there's benefits and, and obviously negatives to, to to, to it all as well you know there was plenty of times when we're walking down Harcourt Street coming out of the pandemic and there, there wasn't anyone to be seen on, on the streets which is very very strange so um, I think it's it's certainly going to settle somewhere between the, the, the two um, I think people will certainly enjoy going back to the office to some degree um, but again it's 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 for most businesses not a prerequisite now you know to me I live in Devil's Southern Docks area and you're buying me there's a few pubs you go to for lunch and get a, and, and used to go and get a carvery. That's gone now. I even right. you don't get that anymore. I'm, I'm looking around. Even pubs that fence the carveries are have stopped doing it. Oh, they're opening or they're changing the menu or changing their opening hours. Mm. And I'm seeing yeah, that going. That's not good. No, it's the unpredictability of footfall. Really, I think is is what we've seen for for all of these businesses, even barber shops, all the way down to local. Yeah grocery stores and, and, and stuff like that it's um, it's very unpredictable uh, which obviously is very very odd for businesses like that to totally rely on footfall so uh, I mean we're, we're very lucky to operate in the sector that we, we, we do that we can operate uh, remotely if we want but we do enjoy coming into the office you know businesses that are dependent on footfall and people walking by and popping in for um, for them is, 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 is tough but hopefully we'll get easier uh, uh, further we get out of this because I guess years ago when you're doing your stuff people walk, walk into you and you have interviews in, in your office now it's more and less been done uh, via Zoom and it's done remotely and some cases doing a, a meeting via Zoom you don't really get to see the person fully you don't see the full body language so you can't really see yeah. that person suits the role or not yeah and, and you know that had an impact on, on interview processes yeah. as, as well you know um you know, people, especially Irish people, I feel are a little bit more um, um, trusted when they're in person, and and and, and you have a, a read of body language and what the person is, is like. You know, and even from an interview process, uh, it, it was very easy to interview for, for jobs. You know, um, you, you weren't having to make your um, excuse to, to pop out at lunchtime or change into your suit or interview yeah. attire in the toilet when no one's looking and. Um, you know, make an excuse for why you're an hour late in the morning so you can do an interview. All of that was removed, which, you know, from our perspective um, w- was interesting because they're, they're little instances that will show you how committed someone is to, to moving to, to your yeah. client uh, or taking that opportunity seriously, where I think a lot of businesses uh, struggled was to assess how serious people were about moving because, um, you know, it was very, very easy to interview uh, over the course of a few days a few 30 45 minute yeah. zoom calls you can have a new job offer which can be career changing um and suddenly it becomes very real you know because the actual time and physical commitment to attending these interviews just wasn't there so that's definitely an area that a lot of companies struggle with and then i think coupled with um uh, the, the the demand for talent as well uh, across different areas you know companies just did not want to lose people and, and still remains the case so counter offers um jumps in, in salaries or or um, you know improvements on, on overall package was was something that was quite prominent even during COVID yeah. um, and certainly remains the, the case coming out of it. Because I remember years ago if I was going for an interview I'd tell the boss I've got to go to dentist in the morning 
Or if someone yes. says to the boss, oh, my granny died. And then you go, yeah. that's your third granny that died, and died in six months. What's going on here? And yeah. nowadays, because I've got a friend of mine at the moment who's looking at, he's in, he's in the tech area, he's looking to, uh, for a job. He's got so many interviews over Zoom for, uh, for a job in tech support. And he said, it's great because I'm getting more of these, so I don't have to go anywhere. To, I don't have to worry about traveling to and from two different places in the same day. I can do it from, from my own home and do the interviews to get them done with. It's great that way. It is, and look, every every business has different processes. Some tech companies can be even ten or eleven interviews yeah. along the way, right? So you know, traveling to an in-person interview ten times in in two or three weeks, I think it makes it pretty obvious what you're you're up to to your current employer. So it's a little bit more manageable. Um, our advice for for a lot of our clients is to keep a process tight and and, and smooth, I guess. Um, maybe three or four steps, if at most, and uh, a mixture of in-person and, and uh, over Zoom or, or video. Um, but again, like it was very, very easy, given the demand for, for talent, it was quite easy to, to generate 10, 12 different job opportunities yeah. and interviews, which, for, from a candidate's perspective, our, our advice would always be to um, pick the, the top three or four, maybe, that you really, really want, uh, focus on them, you have to prep uh, and prepare yourself for uh, the different t- styles of interviews that, that happen, but also the general research of the business, the people that you're going to be meeting, you know, the even annual reports of the, the, the company, if it's a, a public business, all of that is, um, you know, an edge on, on the next person, um, which also allows you to develop an understanding of whether you want to work for this business uh, or, or not. Um, what we did see when people spread themselves quite thin um, with multiple interviews of, of 5, 10, 15 interviews at any one stage. It, the time commitment required to each individual process um, was too much and probably did themselves a disservice. Yeah, and also if you're, if you're applying for a job, if you're planning to work in a startup or, or work in, in a beauty company, the beauty company is going to have different requirements than the than startup. The startup is going to be a bit more relaxed but make you work longer hours because they're trying to achieve something. Yeah, and look, a lot of the time, the people that are, are best in, in your big brands, like your your, your Metas or, or Google and LinkedIn, aren't people for startups. You know, we, we often say you you need a, a bit of a Swiss Army knife yeah. uh, about you to, to get into a, a startup. Um, and, um, you know, as that startup becomes more mature and, and scales, they, they certainly need specialists then in, in given areas. So, um, so not always the, the big brands fit into the small high-growth startups. Yeah, because I've seen that in the past. I, I always say, somebody said, the best place you're actually going to get some experience is actually in startup because you would do more than one job. And then you realize, Absolutely. you realize which job is best for you. So when your time yeah. comes and you move on to a bigger employer, you, you've been at the ground level. You, it's like years ago in America, you'd have somebody start to work as a mailboy and it works the way up to the top mm. of the company because you've been through all levels of the company knows how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, different different times. I don't think there, there's many jobs for life anymore uh, yeah. like that. But it's um, it's a great environment for for new graduates to, to be entering into. I think there's so much choice now. There's so many developed graduate programs um, outside of what you traditionally would, would would count as your your only choices for graduate programs, which would be you know outside of the the the, the um, public sector. Um, it would be your big four. Uh, your engineers or your apprenticeships or, or obviously your accountancy firms and law firms. So um, 
it's um, it's certainly allowed a lot more graduates have uh, a wider focus and, yeah. and certainly more options. Yeah, because to me, I'm looking right now uh, as a person looking into the workforce now coming in just now. They've got more choice than they've ever had, which is a good thing. Yes, it's a great thing. And look, we, we have different three three different generations working under the same. Uh, roof um, or virtual roof in, in some cases um, and different styles and approach to, to life and, and, and work-life balance um, you know the, the more recent graduate um, that we, we, we've, we've come across you know they've a bigger focus on sustainability and CSR and you know learning and development what, what can you plug me into to, to make me, me better and you know we're we're very lucky uh, as a country that we have such a strong education system especially third level you know, you have uh, an incredibly, uh, the most well-educated uh, generation coming out of, of college in the last kind of five, ten years compared to previous generations where, you know, they have more choice and they probably don't have to get in at the bottom, bottom yeah. of, of, of companies and, and work their way up because they're, a lot of them are masters in, you know, financial yeah. services or, or, or technologies or whatever that might be. So, you know, that in itself brings maybe more decision power and more choice uh, along with that, which is very different to what we would um, have seen in, in previous working generations. And also the more tech savvy, like 30 years ago, you wouldn't be tech savvy as you are now, which is great. Absolutely. And look, everyone has a, an incredibly high-powered computer in their pocket yeah. every minute of every day. So yeah, like, um, like 30 years ago, if you had a computer, you were very privileged to have one. And if you didn't, you'd probably only use it in your school or if that was available. Nowadays, you've either got one at home or you've got your smartphone. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's uh, it's certainly a, an interesting period for, for, for what the next generation will be. You know, um, obviously, social media and profile online is incredibly important and a lot more important maybe to that generation than this the generations gone by saying that you know technology has been an, an amazing enabler uh, to keep connected with people and obviously promote yourself uh, through LinkedIn and, and, and your skill sets and you know it's opened up a lot of doors for, for every generation so I can imagine that 20 years ago if you were playing your CV you say I'm an expert in, in uh, probably Microsoft Office and that would that would be that would be something that you can say you're good at that nowadays you're saying I'm an expert in Instagram or Snapchat because that, that's how you're working now Absolutely, yeah. And social media right now, 20 years ago, social media wasn't really what it is now. And now, at that point, it could have maybe, if you're lucky, it was Bebo or MySpace. And now, now yeah. what you've got, now you've got other, other behemoths that come out of it, like Snapchat, and you've got uh, TikTok, and you've got basically uh, Meta. And what they're doing now is they're thinking, yeah, I'm an expert in that, I know how it works, I know how to use it, I know how to use, use that. Because years mm. ago, you were saying, Oh, I know how to use certain CRM tools because they used to be just basically stuff that you'd buy and download. Now CRM is all cloud-based, same as uh, as yep. the social media tools. And they say, yeah. So now basically, yes, social media is like CRM. It's it's a suite of its own that people have to learn how to use. Uh, absolutely, and you know you have a whole new um, area of of employment now. You know between digital uh, and um, online marketing. You know it's it's. An incredible skill set. We use it quite a lot. We're we're not specialists in it. We we, we have a great uh, agency that, that helps us with that. Um, but without that skill set, it would be totally lost. You know, it's a uh, it's as important as any 
coding skill in, yeah. in, in, uh, from a business perspective nowadays? Because 20 years ago when I was working my, in one of my last jobs, I was with a company and I was helping uh, up, update the website. And I'd have to put in certain meta tags and keywords and everything else in the code to make sure that Google would notice it. Nowadays, it's done totally differently than what it used to be done. So yes. you've got to upskill. Every six or seven months, you have to really learn how upskill on what latest techniques people are using and how they're going to rank you. So in a sense, uh, absolutely. that's, that's uh, changing for the better because everyone's now going to be tech savvy. And, you, and there's no excuse for not being tech savvy anymore. Yeah, and you see that in, again, the more technical roles within uh, uh, IT and, and technology. You know that the languages change and develop and evolve over uh, periods of time. And, you know, what was uh, a very strong skill set 15, 20 years ago almost obsolete now in terms of languages so yeah. um, you, you've got to be able to, to move with the times and from a marketing perspective you know you have various different algorithms across all these platforms that change change like on a weekly daily basis but you know you got to keep up with that to make sure that you're, you're promoting your, your business or product in the, the right areas in the most effective way well that's, I suppose uh, anyway, thanks. thanks for that great uh, conversation Ed ha- ha- have a great day and good luck in the future thanks William thanks Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News Podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.